Welcome back to the Ground Level Podcast here. This may or may not be its own episode, but that's that's to be determined. This might be connected to another longer episode. Uh, this, this is going to be attached to another one, to say the least. Okay, so with that being said, um, I'm here currently uh, with the co-host that was with me for the first episode. This is my, my dad here. Once again, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm uh, Jesse. Yeah, so it's 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 a great time. We're back. So if you remember from the first episode we were talking about it, I said that um he's been really into the uh, the car audio scene for a while now. So uh it, this this is that segment that we were talking about, like specifically just I, about. I think you need to remind them so everybody's aware that uh the first episode probably wasn't the greatest <laughs> because we couldn't we couldn't even hear ourselves talk when we listened to the first episode so let them know that yeah so i'm sure you guys can already tell but the quality if you listen to the first episode the quality has been i i would say extremely better like this this is a lot better i i i I took the time and i said all right well let me let me see what the good kind of stuff is because i i didn't know so i went out and i got some better microphones um, I got a whole audio interface and everything. I listened to you guys. I really wanted to, I wanted the inputs that you guys had like, Oh, what's good. What you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. And one of the big ones that I got was definitely just the audio. I knew a lot of people, especially my dad, he listened to it and he was saying that you really had to turn it up to listen to yourself. And I, I didn't want that. So I said, all right, well, how do I fix that? So what I had before was a microphone, uh, a condenser, con- Condensing microphone, I think is what it was called. I don't know. Um, but it turns out that's not what I needed. I really needed a dynamic microphone is which what I have right now. Because if I, like, right now I'm right in front of the microphone. But if I come around, like, the side of it, you can barely hear me. And that's kind of the idea. So it's really, like, focused in on me, which is good. So I got some two decent ones. I got the microphone stand. I got the, I got it all set up pretty nicely, I would say. So, um... So yeah, I, I, I promise I listen to you guys. I want to make this as best as it could possibly be. And I try to step up the little game of like um, setting up the episodes better too. So this is the, the segment where we're going to talk about car audio here, right? Like I said, if you remember from the first episode, my dad here across the table for me, excuse me, is he, he, he's been to car audio for quite some time now. And he's been doing it for probably longer than I've been alive. So he knows he knows his way around around a good system um so i'll let you if you want to take it away uh we'll, we'll kind of go back over how you started in a car audio just just in general nothing like too specific but like what like what what got you into that just that car audio scene well um i i think you know it's like anything whenever you whenever you see something that's new to you um you know you, you're you're interested in it because you've never see anything like that before so when i was young i mean i you know my dad used to listen to music in the cars and the radio and stuff like that we used to he used to play eight tracks and we used to listen to music in eight tracks and that was a thing so i always liked music but i had never heard like a sound system before that i mean i never even heard of it so um when i was young i don't remember how old i was but this was before i even started driving uh, somebody in my neighborhood had this old uh, Chevy Caprice, I believe it was, and and I remember that 
we were hearing some music and it was like super loud and it's like wow where, where is that music coming from you know why is it so loud so me and my friends we you know we kind of followed the music and and it turned out that there was that guy with his caprice and um and he had some speakers in the back and the big box never seen that before yeah. like what the heck you know that that thing was crazy and that was the first time i've ever heard a sound system before and um that got kind of got me you know interested you know and uh, uh but there was no information back then on that kind of stuff at least you know we didn't have internet you couldn't google it you know but uh and then sh uh slowly but surely um a uh, couple of my older cousins you know they had their cars already and i remember one of them he had put a system in his car and uh two twelves in, in the behind the seat in the and like just a a piece of wood behind the seat. It wasn't even a box. It was um, just two speakers in a piece of wood. Right. And it was loud. Yeah. It was loud. And uh, I guess uh, they used to call them free air when they did that. When Instead of putting them in the box, it was just get a piece of wood, make sure that the, that it, I guess you're using the trunk mm -hmm. as the box. Right. But you just put a piece of wood, you take the, the back seat down, and put a big piece of wood and make sure that it's sealed right. and then put the two two speakers in there or whatever you want and then use a trunk as a box it's called free air speakers and so those you had to make sure that you bought free air speakers right they, I was, know that, they were specifically yeah. designed to be mounted that way because now now with speakers that they like i know that most of them require for them to be in a box and they give you the specs on what the box sizes right. and stuff so anyways that's how i got started in it and uh uh when i when i saw his car and i heard his car and and then i started to hear more systems and then so whenever i got my my first car mm -hmm. um you know then that was my first box that i built um i remember uh, you know the as far as I know, I guess Crutchfield has been around since like 1974, if I if I remember right, it's what this is in their um, uh, website. But I I had never heard of, of them, and I'm sure that if they sold at that time during those times, it was probably like catalog orders. That's something that you guys probably never heard of. But we used to do catalog ordering a long time ago, where you would. Uh, get magazines for you know certain things and in the magazines there would be advertisements and if you wanted to buy something that was in the magazine what you had to do is you had to send money right. in an envelope with your order of what you wanted and that, and then they send it in the mail <laughs> that's how you got stuff but anyways but i had never heard of crutchfield right. back then but um but anyway so it wasn't there wasn't a lot of car audio shops you know, at that age, when I was that age. And uh, I'm thinking I'm probably like 15, 16 when I first started getting into it. And then um, I remember that uh, my first speakers were two 12-inch pile drivers. And I actually bought those speakers at Radio Shack. Mm -hmm. Those were my first subwoofers. And I made a box for those subwoofers. And then I had a Craig amp. I had mentioned that in the previous episode. Yeah. Uh, um, and... And that's when I started learning how to how to build boxes and and install radios, mm -hmm. um, and then it just kind of grew from there. It grew as, and I never really did it professionally. It's just a hobby to me, and even up to now, it's just hobbies. Right. I, I I enjoy doing it, 
you know, maybe I could have did something with it a long time ago, but there wasn't as many opportunities as there is now. So if somebody liked that right now and you really wanted to do it, they have the Installer Institute. There's schools here in Florida um, that you can go to and, and you could do it as a as, as a trade if you wanted to um, or as, 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 a, as a permanent job. But I just do it pretty much for myself, for my friends, my fam, for you. <laughs> so you said that, yeah, you could do it for a job, right? And I've looked into it because you were telling me the same thing. Um, I know that for you, one thing that you really... Um, that you really pride yourself on when anytime you do your own system or if you if you're working for someone else's or working on someone else's system is that you don't ever cut corners for anything right um so like and you always try to get pretty pretty quality stuff for especially if you're working on someone else's you, you told me before that you don't like to work on other people's stuff if you kind of know that they're not getting good stuff like you know yeah. quotation mark good good yeah. stuff because like they're well, that's, they, they have an expectation in their mind. That's, and right. um, that's something that that I've learned over the years of doing anything, not just car audio, but anything. Um, I, I learned a long time ago, uh, sometimes the hard way, but I used to, when I first started getting into car audio, um, I, I bought a lot of cheap stuff. Um, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, the reason is because you don't have a lot of money. Uh, that was my reason. But also not having the knowledge, right? So when you when you like something, but you don't really you, you have a lot of experience with whatever that is, you know, whether it's car audio, whether it's cars, whether it's, you know, sports, electronics, whatever. If you like something, but you don't have a lot of experience with it, well, you make a lot of bad decisions at the beginning when you're trying to get into it because you don't know the difference. So I remember when I first started installing a couple of things, you know, you need tools. And I remember buying tools from the flea market, you know, whatever. And it was always uh, junk, you know, and I didn't understand the difference between spending, you know, $15 on on a used cheap drill or saving my money and buying a brand new, you know, at that time, a craftsman drill or something. Right. right. So, um, that's one thing I learned though, over the years is, is it's, it costs you more money to buy cheap stuff and then have it fail in a few months mm -hmm. and then having to go buy that same part again. So you just, let's, let's just give an example, right? So you go out and you buy this radio and, you know, you, you, you see one online and it's a really good one. It's got Bluetooth, right? And it's got, you know, uh, all these other features, but you don't really understand them. And all you know is that, oh, that's $500. That's a lot of money. So then you see one, it kind of looks the same, right? But you don't, you don't really know what those features are, the specs. When you read the information, you don't really know what it is. And then it's like, hundred dollars so you decide i'm gonna buy the hundred dollar one it's some cheap name brand never heard of it but you probably never heard of the good brands either right so you don't know you're it's new to you well what happens is you buy that cheap one and more than likely it's gonna work you know um and but once you 
start to listen to it, you might say, wow, why doesn't it sound that good? My friends sounded a lot better. What's the difference? Then you start to, then you start to learn real quick. Like, well, the difference, he's got a, a, that other radio that costs him $500. And then you start to understand why that other radio was $500. Right. 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 And then you're, here you go, you know, you're, you're going down the road playing your hundred dollar radio and then it starts to turn off and on. And then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And then you start to realize what, what is wrong, you know? So then you're, you're frustrated and then it turns out that it's already been, you know, 90 days or whatever, and there's no warranty on it. And then you have to buy it again. So see, now you just spend $200 and you still have the same problem, right? So that's one thing I learned is now, obviously there's radios that cost, you know, $1,500 and stuff like that. And I get that, but, um, you learn. So I learned along the way what to look for. Right. So, um, talked about this in the past episode where I'm a Toyota fan, right? right. Toyotas for the most part are not like the most expensive cars, mm-hmm. but if you buy a Tacoma, it's going to be reliable, you know, and it's, and it's going to cost you a lot less than going out and buying you like, uh, the Nolly ultimate or something like that. Right. So yeah, you spend all that money for the luxury, but in reality, the Toyota is just as good. if probably not better. Right. You see, so you don't really need to spend a lot of money, but when it comes to car audio, um, you don't need to buy the high, high end if you can't afford it, but you should at least buy a name brand. At least like a, like, a, like a middle, like a middle yeah, ground. Should, yeah. And, and, and you should not buy the cheapest one that you can find because there's a reason why it's cheap. And if, if, if all you need is, Oh my, my, you know, I have an old car or old truck and the radio doesn't work. And I just want to replace the radio cause I just want the radio to work. Well, then, yeah, you buy whatever, you know, the cheapest radio you want and just replace it. And I mean, for what you wanted it for, you're, you're good, you know, but if you're trying to get into car audio, well, you need, you need to buy something that that's going to allow you to build a system. And those cheap radios are not really designed to build a system on. They're just designed to replace something that's broke. Right. I kind of think it's like, it's like a, like a point A to point B kind of car. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you, you just buy a, um, I don't know. You buy a used car because it was, what was available. It was cheap and it's going to get you back and forth to work. And that's really all you care about. But if you think about the future and you say, you know what? I can't afford to miss work. I can't afford to be late, you know? So you buy something that's more reliable. Might be a little more, a little more expensive, but a little more, but it's gonna be a lot. So that's same thing with car audio. That's one, like I said, uh, should always, how many of your friends have we, you know, talked to that bought stuff and ended up having issues because they just, they didn't plan it right. And and I get it. We get excited, right? We want to buy everything and we want it. Now you might be at a local shop Mm -hmm. that sells car audio right but they might not have like the best stuff or even the even good stuff right they kind of have just generic stuff but you're there already and you you have money in your pocket you want a system and you figure well I'm here 
and they have everything. It's that mentality of right now. Yeah, let me just buy everything now, and that's that's a mistake a lot of times because you 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 know I don't never settle you know I and and you know and it's not like if okay uh, some speakers uh, they're a hundred dollars a pair it's not like if you have to spend a thousand dollars to get some better speakers no you can get some decent speakers for a hundred and fifty <laughs> you know um, so that's that's what I would say is just take time ask questions I'm sure there's a lot of people that 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 probably know a little bit you can ask questions and have uh, see what their recommendations are go to crutchfield on their website yeah i like that i like that website that's where i get that's where we get all of our stuff from anything that's that's where i usually buy my stuff now crutchfield is one of those places where um it's not cheap you could probably find the same stuff that you buy on crutchfield you could probably buy it off amazon you can buy it off ebay sometimes you can buy it a lot cheaper right but I like to buy stuff from Crutchfield because I've been buying for at least like 17 years. I've been buying from Crutchfield, something like that. And um, the good thing about the, buying from them is that if you buy something, then if you ever have any type of issue with it, you can just call them up. And they, so, you know, there's there's your go to guys. Yeah. Right. If you buy it at Amazon or something like that, they're not going to help you. Yeah, you, 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 you call Amazon and say, hey, yeah. I got this radio. I don't, I don't know how to install yeah. it. And they're going to be like, well, I don't know neither. I I, well, yeah. So, you, you know, so it's, again, it's if if you're just going to buy wires and stuff like that, then you don't need to buy that from Crutchfield if you don't want to. It's convenient if you're already buying some speakers from Crutchfield and it just happens to be that they also have wire there it makes sense for you to just go ahead and get it while you have it there. And and they sell pretty much everything that they sell is quality stuff. They have some less expensive stuff, but overall, from my experience that I've seen on their website, most of the stuff that they sell is quality stuff. Right. I, I haven't really seen a lot of stuff that's like cheap, like, you know, cheap quality. Like you're not going to, well, I don't want to say you're not going to be disappointed because I guess no, depending I, on what it no, is. No, I mean, I've, they, they, there's a, a few brands of, of amplifiers and stuff that I see that they sell on there that I have had bad experiences with that I wouldn't buy again. Um, but uh, like they have that that one brand. We'll talk about a brand that that used to be big, but um, um, trying to think about about what it was, what it is. Soundstream. So Soundstream, when I was young, when growing up in the 80s, 90s, Soundstream was high end brand kind of like jail audio is still today uh soundstream was was nice and they sell they still sell soundstream now i don't know all the ins and out of all these brands or anything like that but uh, um I, i'm pretty sure that i i read somewhere where that company got bought out by another company and that other company that owns them sells not so high in equipment and i and i i've bought some of those amps later when when there was you know the newer ones and i've been disappointed with them right. where they just, just the quality of it just yeah the quality is not there um the power is not there right. you know uh so but it worked but it just it wasn't what it used to be right. so so but again if you buy from crutchfield if you're not happy and you're within your warranty period you can just call them up and says and tell them that you're not happy with it and you can exchange it right. so so that's the good thing about about uh crutchfield but yeah um 
I back to what you were saying. Yeah, I, I, I try to not cut corners because I've learned the hard way. Uh, when I was younger, I, I put uh, some smaller gauge wire than what it I should have installed, and it literally caught on fire. Almost burned my truck down. Not cool. Not so, good. So so I learned the hard way. Yeah. yeah. And and I used to uh, remember people telling me like, oh, you got to use this big wire and you got to use this. And I always thought that it was a scam, like whatever, you know, it's Just wire's like wire, a, a you know? cash grab. Like, yeah. oh, you, you need, you need this, you need all this super thick wire for yeah. this, you know? So but. I thought it was, but, but it turns out that they had a point. <laughs> yeah. They did know a thing or two. So I learned from a lot of guys like that. And, uh, I do a lot of reading. Most of, most of what I know was never really taught to me by a person in, in car audio. Most of what I know about car audio has been me personally doing it on my own and learning the hard way. And then whenever I would go to uh, car shows, I would see how other people had it installed. And that's when I started to, to, you know, see that there was a lot out there that I didn't know. Yeah. That world is a lot bigger than what you, you knew it to be. Yes. And then, and then obviously when a car audio magazine came out, which they don't have that anymore. I still got a lot of magazines in the in the uh, closet over there. But the car audio magazines, I used to subscribe to that. I used to get the car audio magazines every month. And um, so I, I would get ideas from that and I would read what, you know, and then whenever I started uh, having like online chat rooms mm-hmm. for car audio, I started read that, um, you know. So I did a lot of, a lot of uh, on my own studying on car audio and it was only for me just because I was, I liked it for me. And, and so that's why I don't, I don't cut corners because I like for everything to be nice, neat, organized. Um, but that's why I never did it for a living because the car audio shops that I saw, um, I guess that's the way they make their money. Right. Right. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, like, you know, like my original question was like, you can make a living out of this, right? I think that like if you did car audio, mm-hmm. it, there there's there's money in it, but it I feel like where the money is, it's it's not really like um up to the standards that just comparing it to you, like up to the standards that you and I know that we we like in our builds, you know that standard. I think that there is some shops that do it, but it's it's more like you. I think it's like here's, you get what you pay for. Well, yeah, well, here's here's my opinion on on that. It's the majority of the people that I personally know, and I know a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people from my past and present, I would say 95% of the people that I know would never pay for uh, like an install. Uh, they would never pay what it's worth, I would say. So that only gives you that 5% of people that would pay whatever it costs. Right. As long as they get a high end system. So that's to me. So so if you if you think about that, if you want to open up a car audio shop. And only five percent of the people, you know, are going to be willing to pay what it's worth. Well, then that's not a good business. And that's the problem. That's the reason I never open up my own shop doing it, because I only do it one way. Yeah, and no one, no one wants and to pay I would, for that. And I won't make any money off of it. Yeah, because I mean, you've you've helped me do installs, and it takes us just to do a basic install. 
you know, all we do is replace the radio, add an amp, and replace the speakers, and that takes us a whole weekend. Pretty much, yeah, like to do it right, because we, yeah. I mean, we gut the car, we take it apart, and then it's solder it's, all the wires. You I know? think one of the important things is is it's always setup. For I feel like for anything that you ever do ever, it's the setup, right? Because I feel like whenever we get into it, I think what really takes us the longest is taking everything apart right and doing that way we don't break anything because that's a big thing with like clips and all that you know what i mean it's it's the process of okay carefully looking at this how do we properly take this apart whereas some other guys they're just like it'll come off like oh how'd you take it off yes you know like yeah we did and they just then you got clips that are broken all everywhere and then when you put it all back together then it's like loose loose fitting Mm -hmm. and but, but you know, so I know that's one thing that you really take your time to do. And then the other one is is really setting it up right. You don't run wires just anywhere because there's a there's a I, I don't want to say like a process, but there's definitely like thought when you when you run your wires and everything, there's thought put into it. Oh, don't run it here because this is where the bracket of the seat lands and you don't want the, that to be on top of the wire. Oh, uh, we got to figure out where the amplifier is going to be. So we need to know how long we, where we need to run the RCA cable. You know, there's a lot more planning that I think that you do. Yeah, and that's, people don't want to pay for that time. It's that it detail. To do it. It's detail. Yeah. And, and you know, that's what I like is I like for whenever a, a system is finished, I like for the system to look clean. You know, you look inside the car and I, I, I don't want to see any wires, you know, and it needs to look like it's factory. So, so yeah. All right. So that, that's like your background on it. Right. And kind of how you think about things um, and how you've, how you, how you do things whenever you create your systems, right. You, for, for any system that you do, whether it's big, small, whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I take my time and I make sure that, that, you know, that, that I do it as best as I can. And I, and I always think about the long run. Right. So I want to make sure that whenever I do a system for somebody, um, we've had a couple of people that like Rich or one of our friends that has a, a system in his truck installed it a few years ago and he's still enjoying it today. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I, that's what I try to do. I, you know, I, I want it for it to last. So this, this whole segment, right. It's getting our perspective on it. Right. I think we kind of got that part, you know, lo- looking at you in this room right now, I would consider you the professional as of right now. Right. So, you gave us your background, your story, how, how you see things, how you build things, right? So this is also going to be our little educational segment here, right? So I want you to tell the people that are listening, right? I mean, a lot of people have, I think, would say they have, a lot of people in the truck world, car world, whatever, right? I think if you've dabbled in any kind of audio for your vehicle, you have some kind of knowledge of how it works, right? But you you tell them, right? Uh, explain like like a, like a basic system let's just say someone wants to uh they, they want to just like a like a oem plus maybe some new speakers new radio and a subwoofer right they want to boost their bass get some higher you know really, really make the music feel more alive right and let, let's say you're doing something just medium tier you're not going crazy but you're like yeah i don't want to spend the I don't, i'm not i'm not going the super cheap route right so what do you what would you say what's a what's a generic outline that I guess that you would give someone that just told you that like, Hey, lead me in the right direction. And what do I need to look for? Um, what do all these numbers mean that I'm, that when I see them, what do they mean? Well, I guess I would, everybody, uh, has a different 
idea of what they want. And that's hard. It's not like a one size fits all. So if somebody said, Hey, I just want something to make my system sound better. My factory system sound better, but I don't want to spend a lot of money. So that would, to me, that would be like the basic, uh, install. And, um, I would recommend that they buy just like a 10 inch subwoofer in a box and, and then get an amplifier just for the subwoofer. And, and then depending on what kind of car they have, they need, they need to buy an adapter to integrate into their car. And that adapter, it depends on what car they have. If it's an older car, you can just get a cheap line output converter you know, $20, $20 or something like that. And you're able to tap into one of the existing speakers of the car. And that'll give you a way to connect that adapter to your amplifier. And then the amplifier connects to the 10 inch subwoofer. And then, so all you do is you just, you just add more bass and you don't, you wouldn't really want to add two twelves or anything like that because a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people do that. They add two twelves to their factory system. But just a line output converter? Yeah. Like just doing that? And and then what happens is that, yes, you get a lot more bass, mm-hmm. but then the, the factory system is so much lower in volume. It's like the bass just really overpowers it the overpowers factory system, it. like uh, speakers. And then and then you're not happy with it, right? right? So if you already, if you know that you don't really want to spend a lot of money, you already know that, but you do want something, then I would say just get a 10 inch subwoofer mm-hmm. and do what I just said. It's just add, add an app to it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then, and then what I would do is, is go to your factory radio settings and take all the bass off of the factory speakers mm-hmm. so that they can play cleaner and then let the subwoofer do all the bass. So if you were doing that though, right? Cause like what you said with the lineup converter is that you, you tap in to like the, um, well, that's what I'm saying. It, dep- it depends on what car it is. Oh, okay. Because if it's an older car, then yes. If it's an older car, then you just tap into one of the speakers. So usually you have your positive and negative wire on each speaker, and you just tap into that, which means that you, you know, uh, um, take the speaker out, probably the easiest, and then connect two wires, positive to positive, negative to negative, of one of the speakers. And then that'll give you a, an input signal to the converter. Right. And then you connect that to your amp because you're not going to have RCA plugs mm-hmm. coming out from your factory radio. Right. So that's the way that you connect an amplifier to it. Um, but if you have a newer car, then you, you still, uh, you know, line output converter. Right. But then sometimes you need a more s- s- uh, specific type uh, depending on what kind of car you have. Mm-hmm. And then it can get a little more expensive. You might need to bu- buy like a processor right. that can clean up the signal of the factory system. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the newer cars have factory amplifiers and stuff like that. So it gets a little more involved with the newer cars. But that's the way to do it too. If You, you, you can just add a 10 inch subwoofer to the new ones too. It's just going to cost you a little more. There's a little bit more involved to doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to spend a lot of money, but you want to improve that's that's that would be my first go-to and then 
you know, and then you start getting to the next level. Like, well, I, I want to replace speakers. I want, well, then it, it gets a lot more expensive after that. Right. So, but like something like that, you definitely just do in, in, in steps. I feel like that's what a lot of people well, do. And, and that's what I recommend though, is, is that, you know, ahead of time. Mm-hmm. What you want. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, if you, you don't, plan you're, it out all you're going to do is waste money. Mm-hmm. If you say, oh, I'm going to buy a 10 inch, like what I, I was mentioning. And then later you decide, well, you know, I really want more bass, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then you that 10 inch subwoofer didn't do you any good unless you buy another one the same kind. But now the amp you bought was for 110. Now you got to get another amp. So you start wasting money, right? Mm-hmm. And then let's just say that you do go through that process. Right. So you wasted some money, but now you have two tens and now it's overpowering the system. And now you're saying, well, I wish my speakers sounded louder. So now you got to buy speakers, mm-hmm. right? But then whenever you just replace the speakers, you realize, well, they still don't sound loud because that's because your factory radio is pushing them. And it's, oh, I need an amp now. But see, you're just, you're wasting a lot of uh, time and a lot of money mm-hmm. because you're, 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 you're going one, one piece at a time with no plan. It's like you're looking, you're looking to... Um you're not looking far enough ahead, right? Yeah. Like I think, I think that if you, let's say you get a truck, you just you're like, okay, uh, you already know you're gonna build it. It's gonna take you a while because you know it's to do it right. Uh, it gets expensive, and you know not everyone has the money to just, bam, there's the money, just make it happen, right? So you're saying you, you need to have that, um, you need to have it pretty much mapped out. Here's what I want yeah. first, but here I should probably get. When you're looking for an amplifier, well, I know that I want to, I know eventually I want to get some, some new speakers to put on my doors. Right. But for right now, I can really only afford like an amp and a sub, right? Because I'd I'd rather have a sub with a box right now. So let me just, let me see what it is I want. I know I'm going to do my speakers eventually. Let me get, say like a five channel amp, right? I know that this one is going to play my speakers whenever I get to that point. And it's going to give me a good output for my subwoofer right now. So let me just invest in this five channel right now and get this 10, right? Just, you know, something I can afford right now and then just start, start there and then start building your way up. So it's, 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 you just need to plan it all out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's what you got to do. You just have to kind of know what you want so that you don't waste money. So, you know, and, and I would say have a budget, but you know, that's easier said than done having a budget. Um, I say, before you budget, have a plan, N- know what you want, you know, and you got to be realistic too. You, I mean, if, you, if you're, if you don't have a lot of money, then you can't decide that you're going to do a $10,000 system. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I right. mean, I mean, but uh, you know, again, that's, that's, that's going to be up to each individual. There's car audio is very vague to try to give advice to somebody on car audio is, is, is just overwhelming. There's just so much to it. There's so many options, a, a lot. There's, there's, it's not like, it, it's not like, like if you, if you know you're going to buy a truck, right? Well, you're going to buy a truck. There's only a few name brands of trucks that are available, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's only a few options. You can get a crew cab, a regular cab, a extended cab. So you got three options there. And then the color, right? You got an option there. And, you know, and V6 or V8 or, you know, or electric, you know, so those are your options. So, but there's not a lot to it and you're done. But with car audio, 
it's just you can you can on one side on the extreme of just a little upgrade you have adding one 10 inch subwoofer sometimes you can add one eight inch subwoofer so you go you go from that you know that uh scale to a, a full build where you know you go to these car shows and they have a hundred speakers yeah you know so there's all that and everything in between you know and and so that's the key is that you have to know do i want do i want a big system do i want a small system or something in between and then what kind of car do you have because if you have a truck well there's not if you have like us we have regular cab trucks there's not a lot of space in a regular cab truck to to put a big system so then you you have to ask yourself okay since i have a regular cab truck i can probably only do 210s or 212s behind the seat depending and then i probably have to have shallow mount speakers right and that's probably the most you can get out of that right so if you're okay with that then it's it's a little easier but if if you want to go crazy you can say you can decide well i'm going to i'm going to cut the back wall of my truck yeah and i'm going to put 412s or 415s in the bed and I'm going to make them fire inside of the cab of the truck. You can do that, right? But see, now you're, you're at a different level. So that's, that's the kind of the decisions you need to make up front. You need to decide, okay, am I going to keep my truck stock looking? Do I want to cut up my truck? Or do I want to just do like a stealth install and, and I don't want to really cut anything? And eventually, if I sell this car, I want to put it back together like if nothing ever happened. Those are the kinds of questions you need to ask yourself. It's very important because, you know, let's just say that you decide you're going to cut it up and then you and then you don't know what you're doing and you cut and you mess it up. It's not easy to just undo what you just cut, <laughs> you know, and then you want to sell your truck and then nobody wants to buy it because you have a big old hole in between the cab. And yeah, the and bed. it's all butchered and, and it's, it's like, all butchered yeah. and it's getting rusty because you didn't know how to cut and you didn't know how to protect it after you cut it and it becomes a mess mm. so again you have to know what you're getting yourself into you know uh, before you do it so that would be my advice um and then when we're talking about you know the the car car audio shops a lot of the car audio shops that i've seen um they can install a system in a few hours yeah. but the you pay for that's you get what you pay for right so um a lot of times they're not going to take the time to gut your car and hide the wires and put them in there and you know where they need to go. So, you know, that's how they make their money because a lot of people don't want to spend a lot of money. That's how they're able to keep their, their costs down. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and then it's if, more appealing to the, to the people who are looking to buy, you know, they, they're like, uh, you know, a couple well, hundred dollars for an install. Exactly. That. But again, you know, it co- goes back to what I say. Uh, there's, there's some shops that do some high end, installs but you know and they're capable of it and then if you get the right customer that comes in and says i want this and i want and i'm willing to pay for it well that car is not going to get done in in two days you know but but then you know so that there's a lot of people that do some great great work in in, in, you know some of these shops but it's expensive 
And most of us, like, see me, that's why I, that's why I learned how to do it myself because <laughs> I really like it and I can't afford to pay a shop. Same, to do my you, you definitely have the, uh, we've already said it before, but your, your level of, um, of what you want, you know what I mean? Your, I, your I, standard's very high and I, a lot well, of people don't meet that I think, standard. I, I don't, I, I think, uh, on a scale from one to 10 of how knowledgeable I am in car audio, I would say that knowledgeable, probably like a seven, I would say, and that actually knowing what I need to do, but experience, I have a lot of experience installing, but I don't have a lot of experience like fabricating. So when you get to those fancy cars with, you know, the really built out door panels and all that custom work, I mean, that's one thing that I, that I never, I liked it, but I never really did much with it because you need a lot of expensive tools to be able to build some of this stuff. But if it's just a, a, a the install part, like actually making it work and 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 installed neatly, then yes, that's that's I you can, can get it done. I can get it done. Mm-hmm. Yes, but nothing fancy, right? right. Uh, I've done a couple of fancy things. Uh, I built a few fiberglass boxes. Uh, my friend's Corvette, remember the mm-hmm. fiberglass box? Things like that I've done. And it takes a long time when you don't have the right tools. And I, I don't have the right tools to go to that level. Right. I don't have the right tools to, you know, you, you almost need to be an upholster to be able to do a custom, you, you really know, need interior. To, yeah, it it kind of looks like you need to know how to do pretty much everything when it comes to doing custom stuff like that. When you're building door panels, you, yeah. you, you need to know how to be an upholster. You need to know what the right materials are. You know, so, someone could tell you that. This is the right vinyl. This is the right leather that's going to be able to sit in the sun like this. That you know what I mean. This the is the right glue. The to, right to, glue to that, that can do it. And then that's just that part. You need to know how to build whatever it is you're building. If it's metal, you probably need to know how to weld, bend metal. You need the tools to do stuff like so that. So the custom, the custom installs take a lot more time, mm-hmm. and and you know you leave that to the professionals. I can do my stuff. Yeah. But you see how long it takes me to do my, I do a little bit of custom touches on my trucks, but when we installed my crossover, all it is, is just a, a, a custom mount for my crossover to, to be in my center console. Right. And that little piece of, you know, uh, wood that was wrapped with vinyl, you know, uh, and, and, and carpet, mm-hmm. it took me a week to do, <laughs> you know, after work and, you know, a couple hours here and there. Yeah. So, you know, and if, if I had to charge somebody that it would be expensive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I, so I can do some, some custom stuff, but, but I do it for myself because it's very time consuming. Yeah. And, and usually like, again, people don't want to pay for that. A lot of people don't want, at least the people I know, I've done a lot of installs for people that I know and, 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 you know, I, they're all weekend working on their system. And, you know, and they're only wanting to spend $150. Yeah. And it takes time out of your, out of well, your. Yeah. So that's why I, that's why I do it for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't, I usually don't do it for anybody else anymore because it takes a lot of, a lot of my time. And, uh, and I don't really make any money out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I really enjoy it and it's a, it's a hobby for me. So that's why I do it for, for me, for you, for friends, right. you know, but I'm always willing to help somebody if they have any questions, I can point them in the right direction. Well, then that's, that's why we're here today, right? We have some more more questions, right? So you kind of gave us an idea of it's kind of hard to tell, like to, to, to 
point someone in the right direction because it's so broad, right? This mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of what you were saying. And it's just, you got to know what you want from the get-go. You got you to gotta know what your intentions are. And you, I think you have to, you can't ask very open-ended questions. Your questions can't be too broad when you're talking about systems. Like, like you, can't ask, you can't really ask like, uh, what speakers should I buy? Yeah, it's like, well, well what do some, you want the speakers for? Do you want loud? Do you want quality? How much do you want to pay? Yeah, and, how yeah, much? What, what kind yeah. of, you know, how are you setting it up? It's it's all. And that's another thing, too. Uh, there's, just like there's music, you know, there's country music, there's hip-hop, rap, Mexican music, right? There's all kinds of music. Not everybody likes all kinds of music, right? It, it, everybody has different tastes in music. Well, car audio has changed in the years. It used to be a long time ago. It used to be. Um, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of audiophile people that really liked like the, the, the sound quality of music. Mm-hmm. But in car audio, when it first started, in car audio, most people didn't care about sound quality. Most people wanted bass. Mm-hmm. They just wanted a loud, deep bass that you could hear a mile. You know, uh, That's what they wanted. Right. You could hear their car coming from a mile away, right? And then, and that's how I used to be. I, I just used to like loud bass, you know? And then it wasn't until I started to experience other people that had better systems than me. And then they had, they had better components and it just sounded so much better. And that's when I started to realize the importance of quality products. So I like quality sound. Um, and then, you know, there's another style of, of car audio these days, a younger, younger generation where they have all the loudspeakers, they're called loudspeakers, um, you know, uh, and I and I can't really argue about this because it, it, it's not my thing, but I'm no expert at it. But um, brands like um, is it DS18? Yeah, DS18 is probably DS18. one of the more famous ones. Yeah. Uh, then you have those other. I remember brand, we bought the Tempano ones. Temp- Tempano. Uh, um, anyways, um, brands like those uh tend to cater to the crowd that likes loud music so so those speakers can get really loud we tested them in the garage and we compared them to other brands and mm-hmm. you could definitely hear oh, yeah. Yeah. how much louder yeah. they were so if so see that's but see i don't like that to me to me uh it's not about just being loud uh, because when you listen to just loud, mm-hmm. after a while, I mean, your ears are ringing. You yeah, can't, you, it's, they're uncomfortable to listen to for long periods of time, you know. Um, and when you have like, you know, sound quality, some higher end speakers uh, in your car, you can listen to them. You can listen to them loud. Very comfortably. But they're, but, but they're not, they don't, they don't tire your ears. You can, you can go on a long, uh, you know, uh, road trip and listen to your sound system and there's no fatigue in your ears you're you're comfortable it's enjoyable you know um and and so uh but anyways it doesn't mean that those systems that to take away anything from those systems i mean those speakers are they do their job and and the good thing about those speakers is that they're affordable i mean you could buy uh, and and I guess I noticed that usually those don't sell in pairs, at least for what I've seen. They sell them like individually, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, you know, they're like $30 a piece, 
you know, up to $50 a piece, $60 a piece, which, I mean, that's, that's not bad. I mean, you know, I mean, cause if you buy a, a decent, not the, the top of the line, but if you buy some decent component speakers, I mean, you're spending at least, you know, two fifty, three hundred dollars for the pair of them. for for a pair. Mm-hmm. And those those other brands, you know, they're not even close to those prices. But again, when you listen to them, they are those other ones are loud, right? But the sound quality quality is a lot different. So and again, and you have to know what you want. So if you want loud. Then, then you can do all those speakers. You're gonna save money, but you still have to do the, the install correctly. You still have to get quality wires. I think, yeah, I think that's that's a that's big the one. key. That's the key is I, I would say that no matter what system you have, you should at least your priority should be your your wiring. Yeah, I think it's a it's like the. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what's another word to put it. But in the fact that if that should be the foundation of your system is your wiring, you can always yeah. So you can always save money in other spots. Let's say you don't want to buy the the high end speakers. You don't want to spend five hundred dollars on a set of speakers because that's a lot of money to spend, mm-hmm. right? But I think if you're planning on doing any kind of system at any magnitude, you need to invest in good wire. No matter how much right. anything sure else is, you need make to make sure it's a hundred percent oxygen free copper wire. For your speaker yeah. wire, yeah. for your power wire, your ground wire, RCA cable, all that stuff, and 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 get some quality RCA cables. Don't buy the ones that are designed for home audio. Uh, you know that are like five dollars a mm-hmm. pair mm-hmm. because those are not designed to be in your car. Uh, so get some some high quality um, cables, and that's that's going to make a big difference. Yeah. All right. So. I'm gonna we're gonna start with some some questions here that I have to I once again I asked on my Instagram just some um, some questions for people to send me and then I also have some other generic ones right so the, the this ones that we're gonna go through right now are some ones that people have sent me okay. all right so I'll, I'm gonna read it to you word for word that I got okay um so this first question I think I could even have some answers to right so it says what sounds best in a single who, cab who is that from this is from this is this is the same guy from the um um from the first episode the uh how do we his name again Luis Pina you remember him with the the yellow the oh, yellow okay. truck like mine yeah. with, the, with the with the stripe on it yeah so this is from him he says what sounds best in a single cab two shallow 12s or two 10s so i think i've asked you a similar question before right what's better a 12 or like two 10s right and this is the answer that you gave me is that assuming Right. There's a lot of assumptions here already. So it's kind of hard to answer these kind of questions. But assuming that they're both getting the same amount of power, let's just say 500 watts. The tw- the 12 is getting 500 watts just to the one. And then the two tens is 250 for each one. Right. Let's assume that's our baseline kind of deal. The two tens would probably be better in the sense that they move more air. That's how speakers work. Right. They're moving air. More sound is being produced from these speakers. Right. As compared to 112. So in a question like this, two shallow 12s or two 10s, what are you saying? What are you, what do you, and let's assume that 500 watts. Well, I guess I'm, I'm a little confused on the question. Two, two shallow or one shallow 12? No, two, it's, this is two, two shallow 12s or two 10s. I think I have okay. my answer. Well, right. I guess I'm confused because 
two shallow twelves、mm-hmm. or two tens.、Mm-hmm. Are the two tens also shallow tens? That I don't know. So see that that so so we're back to well, it. It depends, yeah, right? It, it、yeah. depends, and that's the thing. It, it depends. So he, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that you meant either two ten or twelve, and both of them are shallows. Well, he says two twelves or two tens, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, okay. I think there's well, okay. So if they're all if 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 your options are all shallows, then it's obvious two twelves is always going to sound better than two tens.、Yeah. Okay, and assuming that we're talking the same speaker, so if you're if you're talking about some 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 kicker L sevens twelves shallows or two kicker L seven tens shallows, then the two twelves are going to sound better. Assuming that you put them in the right size box, right? right? Um, but you might have one brand of twelves, and then you're comparing it to this other brand of tens. That maybe the ten, the 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 are better. Those tens are better speakers than those twelves. So in that case, the tens will sound better. So it's like you you really got to be comparing apples to apples, apples to apples. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. Because so, you can't you can't go off of like um. But if so, for anybody out there listening. If the question is pretty much, "Hey, I'm gonna buy a brand of speaker. What's better, two twelves or two tens?" Right? Assuming that is the same speaker, I just don't know if if I want to buy tens or twelves. If you can fit twelves, twelves is always gonna sound better. Okay, there is no question about it. The more air that you move, you're gonna have more bass. Okay. Now, if depending on what kind of truck you have, well, he has one like yours. But if you're willing to sacrifice a little bit of comfort,、um, shallow speakers are not going to be as good as the regular speakers. So if you get the same brand, like again, let's talk about the L7 because that's one of my favorite speakers, right? The Kicker L7 has three versions. Well, they have like four versions, but the three versions, right? They have the shallow mount, they have the R, and they have the S. Okay, so the difference is that the the shallow one is the T is the T for the thin. Those、uh, will not be as deep as the S or the R because the box because those are designed for a small box, so they make them small, so they they don't move as much.、Right. Okay, so so when you when you have an and the the difference between the S. And the R is that the the S has an aluminum basket for heat, uh, 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 so it can、uh, dissipate. dissipate heat. And the other one has a steel basket. Okay, so the one with a steel basket is a little cheaper,、mm-hmm. and I believe that's the ones that I have that I'm going to put on my truck.、Mm-hmm. Um, but they they don't handle as much power. As the ones, the aluminum baskets. So the aluminum baskets can handle heat better, therefore can handle a little more power. So they're gonna sound better if you give them their full power in the right box. Right. Okay. Very, very key too. Right, right box is always the right box. You have to have the right box. That, you're gonna hear say that a lot. It's always the right box because、yeah. I, I had, I had, I had, I had, um, we had built a box when we were building my truck. We had built a box, um. 
custom and everything, right? And then we put the uh, the JL Audio 12W3s in it, right? I love that speaker. I, I wish I still had it because it blew up. Um, it pretty much popped itself because it was in the wrong size box. It sounded good. That that speaker needed a lot more airspace than that box could give it. And if if it was just the right size one, it would have lasted me um, a lot longer than what it did. And it would have sounded 20 times better. Um, so that that's key when it comes to boxes and subwoofers is yeah. is the right size box. You want to make sure you're in the right airspace. But that's the thing with, like I said, with, uh, with regular cab trucks, you're limited on space. So it depends, right? If you're willing to sacrifice space because what you can do is you can like if you just wanted to get 112 you could you could put 112 but not the not the shallow mount ones just a regular 12 whichever one you'd like and then put it in the right size box and then make and move the seat forward right yeah. so that you have the room to put it and that's going to sound better mm-hmm. but you know if you put it in the passenger side obviously the person that's sitting in the passenger side might not be so comfortable right. with the seat yeah. you know all the way forward or so you have to you have to know if you're going to sacrifice uh, uh comfort mm-hmm. uh but yeah if you don't want to sacrifice comfort you don't want to sacrifice space then the shallow mount is probably the only way to go on a regular cab truck and i'll be honest with you i i really like them because I have one now. Um, I bought for my Crutchfield website. I bought a. It was a, it was a bundle put together because I didn't want to buy a separate box, and I definitely didn't want to build another one. Um, it was a it was a Kicker L7, the thin, and it came in its own box. Um, 12, 12, uh, twelve inch. I just yeah, twelve twelve inch, six hundred six hundred watts RMS. Right. I really enjoy that speaker a lot. Um, I did some research on it, and it turns out that the box that it's in is actually on the smaller side. Uh, that speaker, I don't know the airspace that I can handle that specific one, but it, it's usually from a range. It's, I want to say that specific one is probably like 0.5 that it needs of cubic feet. And it goes up to like higher. I don't know what that, that top number is, but that box is on the lower end of, of sizing. So if I were to b- make a bigger box for that, it would, it would probably hit a lot harder and better. So something like that, I think for a regular cab, if that's what you're going for, I I like those. Now. No, I, I do too. And if and if you're talking about two, then, oh yeah, then oh, definitely yeah. that would definitely sound really good. But, but we're talking about the L7s though. So you, yeah, that's very. You weren't very, specific on what speakers. What kind of speaker? So that makes a difference. So yeah. So I I highly recommend the L7. The, yeah, we're definitely the L7. Yeah. And if you if you're talking about putting two of them in there, then the only thing I can tell you is make sure that you give them the right power. So if if it's 600 watts each. Make sure that you have at least a thousand watt amp, and we're not talking about a DS18 amp or anything like that. We're talking about something solid, an amp that that's gonna that's gonna give it at least a thousand watts RMS. That's mm-hmm, the key. Mm-hmm. That's the key number that you want to remember is RMS, because uh, max power, all those other words that a lot of manufacturers uh, use, um, are kind of deceiving. I don't I don't really know why they. They allow them to to give you those numbers because they don't really mean anything. Yeah. But when you when when a when a, a manufacturer gives you the RMS, um, that's really what matters. That's what that's how you're able to know and to match your amps to your speakers by knowing what the RMS is. If you don't if you can't find RMS, you're kind of just guessing. And if you guess, 
there's a high risk that you're going to mess up the speakers. You're going to mess up the amp. You're probably going to be disappointed in what you're looking at. Because yeah. that, that, that max power one, and even even realistically, even the really high-end brands, they'll tell you the max power. Yeah. But they always will tell you RMS. And that's what you want to go by. Yeah. So you never want to, I mean, you can look at it, and maybe it's a nice number if that's what you want to tell everyone. Like, oh, my amp, my amp can push out, I don't know, 1,500 watts, right? At whatever ohm. You know, but... Point being, RMS is what you need. RMS. Um, as to really like fully answer your question, and you're exact what you just asked, the two shallow 12s or two 10s, right? Let's just kind of assume that they're both shallows, the 10s and the 12s. The two 12s are going to be much, it, it, assu- assuming that they get the right power, assuming that they're in the right box, the 12s are going to be the way to go absolutely 110% of the time, every single time. That's that's the answer to that. Now, there's different, there's other... Uh, um, variables to it but just in a general sense of exactly what you just asked giving us bait like baseline stuff the 212s is the way to go so going along with the subwoofers right from pvp alex he asked best sub boxes for behind the seats on a single cab now both of us have single cabs right and we both try to look for boxes for subwoofers yeah so uh, what, what's, what's uh, well I, you know all the boxes that i've ever personally seen that are like aftermarket boxes that you know you can buy at your local shop they're prefabbed i guess prefab boxes um you know to me i i've never really seen like a really high quality one they're all kind of the same they usually make them like like uh, either half inch or five eighths particle board and, and a lot of times I, there was a couple of times where some of the people that we know came and their, their, the entire box was flexing. That's what you don't want. You don't want your box to flex. So if you are going to use some speakers that don't put out a lot of power, then those boxes are fine. But if you know that you have some serious power, I would just recommend you build your own box. You know, um, there's a couple of uh, uh, websites that I see that there's a, a company called Subthump. Uh, yeah, I've heard there's, of that one. There's another one called Super Crew Sound, something like that. They make a lot of boxes. Um, I would look into one of those online, and and if you know, but I would probably stay away from buying like a box, like at, at some of the audio shops local yeah. um i seen the boxes that they have there usually they're only like fifty dollars seventy five dollars you want to stay away from those boxes mm-hmm. um they're just not made good um they're not sealed right I, I i've had to seal boxes for people after they bought them from those places because they were leaking all over the place so they, you know but again I, you know if if you sometimes if you are going to do your own system, there are certain things that if you don't, you're not comfortable, it almost uh, is worth it to pay somebody to build your box for you. Spend the money on a good box. Make sure that they give you the right airspace for the speakers that you want to use them in. Um, so that's that's what I would say for, for boxes. Yeah. So for I, shallow boxes. For shallow. Know. Yeah. I would say for me, what I, like I said earlier, I used the, I just bought a, we, we built one initially and that took a lot of time because it's a lot of, it's a lot measuring of measuring and, and it's a lot of work to build a box trying Pe- to do all that. 
So it's it's very much doable, and depending on the the scope that you go about it, like we we fiberglass the the bottom of it to try and form it to the bottom of the of the floor to really squeeze out airspace. You don't need to do that, you know. That's that's because, especially in single cabs, there's in in my bot my year right, and even older it gets even worse. Um, the older you get, the smaller those cabs really are behind the seats and all that, so you can't fit a big box. Um, you you're, you're trying to squeeze out any last anything any kind of air that you can get out of that that backspace is 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 what you're trying to do but you can build a generic box flat bottom flat sides just a little you know triangle look at thing and i think when you do that though you can really get it's everything is up to you you know we were talking earlier about how if you want to sacrifice sacrifice space if you're if you tell yourself i don't care about my passenger i don't care how they sit their knees can be touching the dash you can fit a fat box in there literally huge right you can get the big you know almost 12 inch deep ones if you really wanted to do that um you probably I'd, i don't want to I'd, I'd hate to sit in the passenger side of my truck if that was the case but i would say if if they i don't know if they sell it independently of the subwoofer itself but that kicker one that i got for the l7 the 12 it's it, that's specifically a square one i that box works perfectly it's it yeah. sits in there just well, the way it, it needs to. For it, even though it's a little on the smaller side, but it was made for it. But you can still Crutchfield has a lot of generic universal fit boxes too, and that's a good option too. So you can look, you know, through through their website and see if they have uh, something that'll work. Yeah. So to answer the question, just like a flat answer, um, there's not really brands that make a lot of boxes. Like Jail Audio makes stealth boxes. Those are expensive. Those are really expensive. And they I might not have them for your car. I've come to realize that they do not make them for regular cab trucks. They have them for like they crew have, cabs and they all that. They only have them for certain models yeah. and, and they're very expensive. Yeah, those, but, those, but those... It, but they're good. They're very yeah, you're, high you're quality, yes. What you pay for is you get really good quality yes. stuff. And it's a stealth box, so you never know what's going to If you can afford a stealth a stealth box, a JL Audio stealth box, and, and, and you're one of the lucky people that they actually make one for your truck then and you have the money <laughs> that's the way a, to go it's a worthwhile investment i would that's say that's the way to go yes oh, yeah. um because it's it saves you a lot of time it's going to look good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's going to sound good yeah yeah um so yeah i would say just do do your research definitely make sure you get the right size one depending on your your wants and needs um as far as what he was saying earlier about the like the the thickness of the wood right you don't want to you don't want a thin one like a thin yeah i mean you can you can do thin just uh, you have to match it if it's if you're putting two tens and the tens are only like 200 watts each then half inch wood you're good you know but if you have something with power is going to have like four or five hundred watts then you want some you know i i try to build all my boxes at least three quarter inch uh you know uh, mdf this one I read it and I was a little like confused about. This will be our second to last one because um, we're, we're running up our time. Again, seems like we tend to do that. Um, and this wasn't even supposed to be like a full episode. This was just going to be like a small little portion, but it turned out to be a full episode now. So th- that's what this will be. But anyway, um, from that Luis Pina guy, right? He asked, he asked again. He has two subs that have a two-ohm final impendence, right? Um, the the way that it reads is a little confusing, but this is how I understand it. So that's what I'm going to tell you. Um, he has two subs. Each one 
is two ohms each. Okay. Okay. He says, uh, what is the final impedance of them? I'm assuming if you connect them together. And now, I kind of know the answer to this, but I'll let you answer because you know it a lot better than I do. Well, if each one is two, then it depends on how you wire it. If you wire it in parallel, then it's going to be a one ohm. If you wire it in series, then it's going to be a four ohm. And, it, and it, you know, if the question is, well, which one should I do? Should I wire it in parallel? Or should I wire it in series? It depends. Yeah. <laughs> Everything depends. It depends on what amp you're going to hook it up to. If you have a one-channel amp, and the amp, you know, uh, let's assume that your speakers, it doesn't say how much power his speakers are, right, RMS? Like, no, he, okay. does, he doesn't say. No. So if you have, if, if each of your speakers, let's just, let's just say that they're 100 watts mm -hmm. to make this math easy. So if it's 100 watts each speaker, okay, that means that you need 200 watts to push them perfect. So if you wire them in parallel, then you're going to need an amp that can push 200 watts at one ohm. Mm -hmm. If you are going to wire them in a series and then you're going to have a four ohm load, then you need an amp that's going to give you 200 watts at four ohms. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's why they, you know, give you those options to wire, you know, differently like that. Because you might already have an amp, you know, so if you already have an amplifier, then you buy the speakers to match the amplifier. Right. But if you have the speakers and you don't have an amp, then you buy the amp to match your speakers. So in this case, uh, if two ohms each, again, it's going to be one ohm if you wire them in parallel and it's going to be a four ohm if you wire them in series. And it and and which one you go with will depend on which amp you're using. If if you buy a two-channel amp, then you can hook up one channel to each one, and then you don't need to worry about wire them in parallel or series because you're going to wire one to each of the amp to each channel of the right. amp. And then what you need to do is you need to make sure that the amp can give you a hundred watts each channel at two ohms each channel each right. channel right so i'm, I'm kind of rereading it here right just because i realized at first it didn't make a lot of sense to me um and then i realized i guess the way i did it on instagram they only let you type so many characters like in a little chat thing so i think you split it up right so i'm just gonna so your answer makes sense right so if that was if that was the question then that was the, how i answered but i'm gonna read it to you word for word and you tell me what you make of it. He says, if I have two subs wired at two ohm final impedance, impedance each, what is the final impedance the two channel amp should be tuned to? That's word for word. Okay, now here's where it, I, I think I understand your question. The thing is, is that what you're asking, they don't necessarily correlate with each other. Your, the impedance that you have of your subwoofers doesn't how do i say it doesn't determine how you tune it he, he he wants to know what the final impedance is impedance impedance, impedance. right what is what is the final impedance the two channel amp should be tuned to he meant to say impedance but well 
That's what I'm saying. It, see, it that, kinda, that, it's a little... Well, that leads me to believe, and see, and, and he needs to clarify that. Does he mean that he has a dual voice coil speaker? And the way that he has that one dual voice coil speaker wired is a final impedance of two ohms. And then he has the same thing for the other one. You see what I'm saying? Um, what's the final? And again, it depends. It depends on how you're wiring it. How, how are you getting two ohm uh, uh, out of each one? Is it, is it a single voice coil and it's, and it's, and it's, it's a two ohm voice coil? Or is it a dual voice coil sub and it's and one side is four and the other side is four and then you have them wired in parallel and you have have them at a final impedance of of two ohms so i guess you need to get more information on which what you're talking about when you when you have but assuming it, it, it doesn't matter if it's a dual voice voice coil or a single voice coil if you know for a fact that each subwoofer is two ohms then all the information that we just gave you applies. Okay. So. But I, I don't understand where he said to tune it. I, I, you have to clarify on what do you mean? What, what are you talking about to tune it? Yeah, because I guess the way that I because think Because tuning, tuning is, is another conversation. So you need to clarify what, that, what, your, what your question is by when you say, because tuning has nothing to do with how you wire your speakers. Right, I get that, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they don't go together. No. That that there's no correl there's no. no direct correlation to no. that at all. Um, so send me another message and we'll maybe on the next <laughs> on the next one we'll 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 yeah. we'll, uh, we'll try and answer it better. Um, okay, this is this isn't necessarily a question. This is just food for thought, and this is just kind of we'll we'll end on this last one. All right. Um, what do you think about speakers on the outside of people's trucks? when they put them in the, in the wheel wells and the grills of their cars and trucks and like the bumpers, what do you, what is your take on that? And th- and let's just say this is like a, a regular, like, like kind of truck, like you just a, a driver, I guess, you know, not taking it to shows. Cause that, that's, I would say that if you, if, if you're trying to make some extra money and you want to be an ice cream sales guy, <laughs> that'd be the way to go. <laughs> that would be the way to go. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. No, I like that one. I guess I would uh I would, <laughs> I would have to agree to an <laughs> So yeah. Um I think it's I think it's interesting. I don't know how to do well, I don't want to say I don't know how to do it. It's definitely I feel like it's a lot more involved to try and install something like that because in the outside of your vehicle there's no spots to put like to well, put a speaker. So you really have to Here's the thing with that. Um I never really been a fat fan of that, um, but it, you know it's what whatever you like. If you if if you, I guess you have to ask yourself this question, okay? Um, why why do you want that? You know, if you can ask your answer that question, then that'll tell you. Because if I if I say hey, what uh, some I have a lot of parties you know, out, I live out in the country and we have a lot of tailgate parties. And when I have my system in my cab and then I turn my system on and I open the doors, it doesn't really sound that good outside while we're having a party. Then in that case, yeah, that makes sense to have some speakers on the outside of your truck somewhere 
so that the music is coming from all directions and then you get better sound when you're at that party. So if that's your intention, then I would say, yeah, that makes sense. It, you know, instead of taking a, a, a portable boom box out there with you, you just turn on your truck sound and it sounds nice and loud. Yeah. So, so it has its place. So that's what that, that so, it, you know, but if you say, well, uh, I'm driving the truck, right. And I'm going down the road, but I want everybody else to hear my music too, you know, then to me, it's, I mean, again, you know, everybody's different. Teach their own. But to me, it sounds silly because if you, because that means that you, that the reason you're doing it is almost to try to impress other people. So I would say that if you want to impress other people like that, then you will invest and put in a a, a a nicer system inside the cab that sounds loud going out, and then you're really gonna impress somebody. I think yeah. But you're not really impressing anybody by having speakers on the outside and going down the road. I think people are not impressed. I think people probably look at you and say, "What's this weirdo doing?" <laughs> Again, I think it has its place. I think you know. Yeah, I but, agree. You know, That's what I'm saying. Like more of like a driver, like because I feel like you like when you go to like a like a I don't know like an audio show or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, you go to those things. If that's what your build is for, like a dedicated like audio and you're right. inside, outside, then yeah, that's okay. Right. But if you're like, if that's your work truck that you're taking to your... But it, and, and again, if and if you can afford it, then do more whatever power, you want. More power to you. But that's a lot of wasted money if you're never... I mean, you know, how often are you listening to the speakers in the bed of your truck pointing backwards? So it's a lot of invested money a lot of power it takes to power all that amplifiers, everything wire. It's, it gets expensive and you're not really, it's almost like I would say it's buying like, stuff and keeping it in the garage and not using it. It's Cause it's like you're 90% of the time that you're ever spending time with your truck. It's in your cabin. You're, you're driving inside it. of it. You're not now if for whatever reason you're sitting outside of it every time that it's going somewhere. Then yes, that's okay, what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're, if you're, yeah. If you're having parties or whatever, that part makes it sense. just makes sense. Yeah, because I, I like that. I like whenever we're outdoors and we're having a party. I like to have music while we're partying, mm-hmm. and if you have it on the outside, that's the perfect place for it. That would be the ideal situation where that would come in handy, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But just to be driving up and down the road, not only is it kind of silly, but then you know we have all these crazy ordinances and you know. Uh, noise pollution laws and stuff where they can pull you over and give you a ticket yeah that's that's a <laughs> not worth it that's a that's a episode for another day i guess huh <laughs> but uh but yeah so i guess that that's gonna bring us to the end of this one um like i said this this ep- this wasn't even really supposed to be a full episode this was more supposed to be like an attachment to another episode but this this went longer than i i guess i i thought it was going to so i'll probably have more stuff like this this is something i'm planning to do you see i think we started like eight forty. 10 (laughs) o'clock um so uh yeah this is i'll I'll probably have this just be like another like probably just its own episode this is going to be its own episode and then in the future um depending on how long these get they'll be their own episodes that i'll probably just have every other week you'll have your regular we'll have our regular um um interviews with uh some other guys in the truck scene i'm I'm, I'm working on some of that right now trying to get get some of my friends to come over and record with them but this scheduling kind of deal. So 
Uh, I think it's been already a week since my last episode. Hopefully that you guys really enjoy the the upgraded quality. That's that's something I really try to hit hard and do better. Um, as of any other questions that you might have for us regarding anything, car audio, what kind of suspension to get, anything like that, we'll do our best to answer it. You can send it to you can send it to me on my Instagram tgl underscore dan, or you can I want to say you can uh, also message it to. Uh, I don't know if I said this in the first episode. I have a truck club that I started with me and some of my friends. You can DM that page, uh, team underscore ground underscore level. More than likely, it'll be me that's looking at the uh, at the at the DMs. If you like to email, I also have an email. I have all that stuff. You can contact me all sorts of which ways that however you want. Team ground level at gmail.com is also the email that you can email for questions that you might have, anything regarding anything at all with the podcast let me know if there's something you want to you want us to talk about you want maybe if there's someone that i can try and get to interview i don't know i'm not famous at all i you know what i mean anyway thank you i appreciate you guys for uh for listening to us again talk about a whole bunch of nonsense um this has been daniel and jesse and we'll 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 see you guys again uh hopefully next week we'll see uh by the time you listen to this this will be more than likely a week from when we recorded it but um i hope you guys enjoy this this uh episode two this un unforeseen episode two of the of the ground level podcast and uh i hope that you you tune in again and you've enjoyed today's today's episode and y'all have a great night thank you later